talking with Ashley Idaralde, founder and CEO of ARI Staffing Group. ARI is one of the leading staffing agencies in the Boston area, focused in engineering and life sciences, working with some of the largest pharmaceutical, biotech, and medical device companies in the world. After losing her job during the pandemic at the height of her career, she turned her fear into fire and started her own specialized agency. She also has an all-female team, including recruiters, sales, and finance, who continue to double their growth, and they are just getting started. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let me know what you think on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So today we have Ashley at Aral Day with us. So why don't you just give us a little background about who you are and um, we can go from there. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, So my name is Ashley, as you had already mentioned, and I am um, uh, recently just started my own company and uh, I've been doing it for about a year and a half at this point. Um, I lost my job during the pandemic. And so um, I decided to take that sadness and that devastation uh, and turn it into positive energy and and really run with um, doing this for myself. Uh, I worked for a a leading staffing agency where I was in the top three. um, And I thought if I could do it for them, I can do it for me. So uh, I really do enjoy what I do and um, I love helping people and it's been amazing so far. So um, that's kind of where I am and how I've gotten here and um, and kind of what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. So bring me back. Did you ever think about, so like you said, you were like top 3% of your company, right? And so it's hard to think like about whether or not you were like happy with just being top 3%, like bring me back to, had you ever thought before, like maybe I should go out on my own Um, or was that never really a thought in your mind until you sort of were faced with having to make that decision? You know, it's funny you say that because um, it it was a thought, not at the beginning. You know, of course I had no experience in this before I, you know, um, before they recruited me in. And um, I found, I found that I really loved it and it was something that I not only loved, but I was really good at. And I'm a, I'm a very competitive person. And so my main goal was I wanted to beat all the boys. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, in sales and in staffing, especially um, it's male dominated. So I wanted to go in and I wanted to beat all the boys. And um, as I saw myself climbing the ranks, I then wanted to beat my manager and then I wanted to beat his manager and, Um, and so as I saw myself climbing and getting to the top, um, and I was like, this isn't a fluke, this is, you know, hard work and perseverance and, um, doing all the right things. And my brother is very successful in sales and he would always call me and be like, Ash, you got to do this for yourself. Think about, you know, cut out the (laughs) middleman, think about, um, you know, how much you're giving away and, um, and, but I was doing well and, um, I, loved what I did and I didn't really feel ready yet. Um, I don't think I had the, I don't think I had the confidence to go out on my own yet because, you know, you think it's this big mountain 
you know, of, oh, well, I can do it for them, but can I do it for myself? I don't know. There's so many different obstacles and hoops you have to jump through and so much easier to just do it for somebody else. Um, so it, you know, as I got further in my career, um, starting out on my own definitely came more towards the forefront, but there was never a right opportunity. And I just never felt like it was the right time. And then when I lost my job, I was like, well, what a better time than to do it now. So, um, it, it, it honestly was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm. Sometimes I feel like we need to be like, thrown into the fire a little bit to see that we can actually do things. So similarly, I had always sort of wanted to do the work that I'm doing now. And I wasn't really sure like what that would look like. And I think that sometimes like stops us and holds us back because we're like, well, what exactly would that even mean to own my own company? Like what, what would the steps be that I would take? And then you sort of get stopped even there, like there at that point, because you get so overwhelmed that it's like, I've got, you think I have to have it all figured out before I even take that first step. And then you sort of realize, which now you could probably speak to that, like, you don't have to have it all figured out. And a lot of it you figure out along the way. But similarly, I, I, you know, was working, I went back to work after being home with the kids for so long. And then I was working and I was like, feeling like this isn't really what I want to be doing in, you know, completely. So, but I didn't know how to like take that jump until I was sort of like, till the, the, the great pause as like, I like to refer to that we all experienced this like shift in COVID where I like felt like, well, I have to make a choice. So it might as well be a choice for me instead of, you know, trying to go in a di- like it was kind of like a now or never type of scenario where it's like well this is so I'm sure you found yourself feeling like well I could either go work for someone else or I could take this opportunity to just see wh- what I'm capable of um so tell what did you do before you worked in staffing like to bring me way back to like yeah. when you first got into to staffing and and what was that like did you think like did you take the job because you were interested and you knew you were going to like it or were you kind of unsure? Yeah. So before um, staffing, I was in sales still. I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I had climbed the ranks through there. Um, <clears throat> I was there for about three, three and a half years and I worked my way up from um, you know, management trainee all the way up to having my own branch. And so I ran a branch in Gloucester. And I loved it. I had a great team and um, people don't realize how much um, working for enterprise really truly is a sales job. And it really is running your own company. Um, I have so much to thank for enterprise. I mean, it works you to the bone, but they teach you everything about owning a company. Um, That branch that you run is your business. You know, you Mm -hmm. learn all the ins and outs and the financials of it. And I kind of got to the point where I couldn't move any further unless I wanted to be an area manager. And I loved the fact that I could run my own branch and have it be my own little company. Um, But I didn't necessarily like the fact of running multiple branches in the same area. I wanted to focus kind of on one thing, not be a jack of all trades, master of none, but just be really good in in this area. So I... I thought about, um, you know, branching out, but I didn't know what I knew I was good at sales, but I didn't know, 
kind of what areas of sales I wanted to go in. And um, the previous company I worked at before I started my own reached out to me and recruited me. And I said, you know, I'm always open to phone calls. You know, I think, I think um, as somebody in the workforce, you should be open to conversations. Even if you're not looking, I think, um, you know, we should always be expanding our network. And mm-hmm. so I was open to a call and we spoke and we really hit it off. And, um, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to let fear win. I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all. And I'm going to put my all into it. I'm going to run with it. And that's what I did. So with no experience, but a lot of transferable skills, I started and I took off and I was, uh, they, they would come to me like every day, like, who else do you know in enterprise? <laughs> we need to hire people from enterprise. Um, so it was, uh, it was kind of a hidden talent um, that, you know, I wouldn't have known or explored had I had not taken that call. And so um, that's kind of how I started out in staffing. And, you know, I loved it because it is kind of running your own little business, right? You have your own clients, you have your own candidates, you have your own, um, you know, your client facing. And so they're not, the, the client themselves or the candidate themselves, they're not talking to all 350 people at that company. They're just talking to you. So you can really run it how you want. And, um, and so it gave me that, that satisfaction that I had when I was at Enterprise of really running my own kind of business, but doing it um, for a company that would, you know, um, I guess, teach me the ropes of staffing and how to get there. Um, And so then it evolved into, you know, unfortunately losing my job. I was devastated. You know, I was, you know, curled up on the couch and crying and because I truly did love what I did I it wasn't a it wasn't like oh okay um you know on to the next it was like no I have to do this like I I have to this is my calling I want to do this I love it there's nothing about it that I don't love of course there's good days and bad days but the majority of what comes from this is just so rewarding and I love it. And I can't even picture my life not doing it. And I know that sounds so cliche and salesy, but I just felt like this is what I was meant to do. And so I gave myself like two whole days, which sounds like not a lot of time, but listen, life is short. I gave myself (laughs) two days to feel all the feels, to feel all the emotions that I was feeling and to just, um, you know, be sad and, you know, cry and eat ice cream and watch Lifetime movies. And, and then I picked myself up and I was like, okay, I'm not letting two days turn into two weeks, turn into two months, turn into two years. I'm going to feel all the feels and then I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to take that same energy and I'm going to put it towards something positive. Mm. And I literally was like, this is my chance. I'm starting my own company. And I think a lot of people thought to me, thought, okay, that's amazing that you're starting your own company, but you're starting a staffing company in the middle of a worldwide pandemic <laughs> when everything's on the hold, you're crazy. But honestly, that's the crazy that has helped me become so successful mm. because failure wasn't an option for me. Did you sometimes feel like I'm crazy? Did that you know, <laughs> it's hard not to let people's thoughts get to you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there were definitely points where I'm like, maybe I'm a little bit crazy. Um, but I never thought that that crazy was a bad crazy. I, I was like, you know what, you're right. I probably am a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, failure is not an option. You either, you either succeed or you learn. And, and those are words I truly live by. So I'm either going to learn by this experience and, and correct what didn't work and still run with it, or it's going to take off and I'm going to succeed and I'm going to run with it. I mean, there's, there's no in between. And so I, I, you know, everyone was like, are, are you scared? And I'm like, no, like, should I be? And I'm not saying I'm not human. Of course, I'm feeling all the feels, but I, I don't know. Maybe it was, um, maybe it was me being naive. Um, but I just, I didn't have the fear. I had the fire mm. to just learn or succeed. And that was it. Those were my two options. Mm. And, um, and luckily there's been, there's been definitely learning and I'll, and I'll learn until the day I die. Right. I mean, you, you don't know everything, but, um, luckily it's been more of the succeed part and it's been unreal and amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of your like competitive nature, I'm sure some of those naysayers helped with your competitive nature, right? Like, Oh, you're all going to tell me I can't do it. That's going to make me want to do it even more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love when people give me a hard time. I know that sounds so like horrible. Um, but when someone like agrees with me all the time and they're like, oh, yep, yep, absolutely. I don't know. I feel like it's too easy. Like yeah. I, I like that friendly, um, well, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do that or you're not going to be able to you know, do you know what it takes to, to start a company? You're not going to get it off the ground as quick as you think you are, or you're not going to, um, you know, what are you going to do? You can't reach out to your old clients. You have a non-compete and blah, blah, blah. And I let those things build the fire inside of me. I'm like, I'm not only going to prove to them that they're wrong, but I'm going to prove to myself that don't listen to everybody else. Don't, you know, I like to move in silence and just say, yep. Okay. All right. 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 And then prove them and show them the success is what that's, that is what is proving to them that maybe they shouldn't be so negative about certain things or uh, be so weary about, you know, big steps like that because mm-hmm. they could be wrong. Totally. And I do think like, there's so much of that. And I see it all the time of like this imposter syndrome where people think, who am I to start my own company? Who am I to go after this thing that people think that I can't do or who am I to, but I always encourage people to ask themselves, who am I not to? Like if if I'm not going to do it, somebody else is. And so why shouldn't it be me? And, you know, you are obviously given, you know, gifts and talents that it would be, you know, people always think about things in such a conditioned way. Right. But you were given gifts and talents. And so how dare you not share those with the world? How dare you not start your own company and be successful because that is the gifts and talents that you were given. So I think that, you know, turning failures or perceived failures or falling uh, gives you that fuel, like you said, to then succeed and keep going. And, you know, if you look at any success, any person, company, uh, book, whatever, like you can't be successful without failure because in failure and in falling, not to say that you failed, but in that stumbling block that you maybe saw in those two days, which Mm -hmm. I think we'll, we'll get back to that, but 
in those two days of feeling sad and, and feeling, you know, despair and whatever it is, it is that you were feeling, um, to then use that as your fuel to like do something with it instead of just getting stuck and saying like all the things that we say, right? Like why me? And like, this isn't fair. And what am I going to do now? And, you know, putting these, these, uh, additional roadblocks in your way, instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to go through feeling all the feelings that if you didn't go through would come back to you at some point. And then I'm going to use this to like fuel me to make something really beautiful out of something really negative. So I think that's amazing. And, you know, back to going through that process of feeling the feels like I'm sure, you know, especially now as like the owner of a company that like, you can't avoid the human experience. You're going to go through these um, challenges and you have to face them because if you don't, they'll come up and creep up in other areas. Um, So, you know, whatever your process was or is, or however long it takes, like you've got to go through that process, right? Like you got to go through that process of feeling human, feeling, you know, because I think a lot of times, especially in the work that I do, people misunderstand like a positive mindset for like, does that mean you're never sad? Does that mean, I mean, I remember once somebody asked me, so do you like never have a bad day? And I was like, oh my God, like I have bad days all the time. And actually I have like bad, I wouldn't even say I have like good days and bad days. I have like good minutes and bad minutes. Like this, if you like took a peek into my house this morning, you would have seen there was like some, a lot of emotion. I had four children. There were like a lot of emotions at play. There are a lot of people dealing with a lot of big things here, but um, it's all about perspective and really having the, like your umbrella being a positive outlook and that's when you can take steps out of whatever negative comes your way because your your overall outlook is positive. So, yeah, you went through something challenging, but you didn't let that run the show. You know, yeah. it played a role, but it didn't play the, the main role. It was like, OK, this is just one scene in a whole movie, uh, in a whole life. And I'm going to take what I've learned from this scenario and I'm going to use it to teach me something so that I can build back stronger and, um, you know, didn't let it tell you anything more than what it was, which was you lost your job. You know, if you could have taken that and said, well, clearly I'm not meant to be in this field. And clearly this is, this isn't the the life that I thought it was for me, but people do that all the time where they take one situation that's happened to them and they turn it into this monster that takes over, or they, they, they tell themselves this story. They go through the, um, Brene Brown calls it like the shitty first draft. Yeah. So it's like, they go through this shame spiral where they tell themselves this whole story about like, oh, well, I lost my job. So that must mean I meant to do something different, even though this is what I really know in my gut is what I'm meant to do. Um, so really it speaks highly to the, I think you having what it takes to start your own business is that you didn't look at it as like, this is telling me something more than what it was telling you, which was just like one little piece of information in the whole picture. Right. Exactly. And, and 
to speak more on that, um, you know, someone could easily take what happened and let it ruin them, right? You know, you're at the top of your game in your career um, and you're making great money and you're making a lot of connections and all of a sudden you're blindsided by this, right? You could, you could take that and let it ruin you. Or like you said, say, you know, I'm not meant to do this. I maybe should take a different route. Um, but I truly believe that life pushes you in all different directions. And so I chose to look at that as instead of, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I took that as life saying, you're so good at this. You need to do this for yourself. And the only way that that was going to happen is if I lost my job mm. because I was doing so well. And because I was making such great money and because it was such a stable job, I would have never left um, as much as, you know, wanting to do my own thing was starting to creep up to the forefront. I don't know if I would have ever had the courage to make that call on my own. And so I really truly believe it was life saying, I need to shake things up because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna look back in five years and say, I wish I started this five years ago. And so I'm just mm -hmm. gonna do it for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so they life, you know, the you know, I'm not a religious person, but a spiritual person. So whoever it was that was looking over me, all of my guardian angels were like, we got to shake this up, guys and girls, because she is not going to do this her own. Mm -hmm. um, and so life threw me a curveball, but it was the best curveball it could have ever thrown me because I look back on the last year and a half of this company and the amazing team that I have and the amazing clients and candidates that trust in our ability to, um, you know, perform at the highest level with integrity. And, um, and I'm just so thankful. I'm so beyond thankful and grateful and humbled. Um, and how much do you think that, how much does that play a role in your success? Do you think gratitude? Cause it, I, I just, first, I mean, I'm probably like leading you this way, but like, yeah. I think like being, being grateful and being in gratitude is like such a huge factor in success. So like, do you think, you know, do you recognize that like that attitude of being grateful, no matter wh who you're talking about, right? Like you could be talking about um, being grateful to your accountant, you know, that keeps things in line or being grateful to, you know, whomever, but like gratitude, yeah. I think plays such a huge role and even being grateful, I think something that's notable to me is like being grateful for something that would have been looked at as such a negative. Like you were you you were sitting in gratitude for like losing your job because mm -hmm. it gave you the push you needed to do something else that's turned out to be really remarkable and probably what you were meant to do. Yeah, I... I gratitude plays a huge role and you know it's genuine gratitude I'm genuinely thankful for all of the outside sources that have um that sorry my <laughs> um for all of the the outside um you know forces that have come in and helped me get to where I am um of course I had to be the one to have the mindset right and to really run with it and turn something negative into the positive but you know, without my clients, we wouldn't have a company. Without the candidates that trust in us to represent them, we wouldn't have a company. Without the amazing team of recruiters that I have and accountants and um, 
you know, my business partner and, you know, everyone that trusts in our ability to succeed, we wouldn't be a company. And so my gratitude goes and will forever just be so huge. I mean, and I, I try and tell my team every single day how thankful I am for them. And I understand that, you know, as the owner of a company, not everyone's going to work as hard as you, right? Because you're the owner of the company. I shouldn't expect people to work as hard as me because I'm the one that's really trying to be the driving force. And I'm just hoping that people have that buy-in to really want to help us get to where we are. But I have to say, my team works just as hard as I do. It's insane. You know, I'll get emails at 3 a.m. being like, I couldn't sleep. So, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm, I'm online and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's crazy to see how well people perform and how much their buy-in is to a company that truly genuinely appreciates them. Mm-hmm. It, it's unreal. <laughs> it really is unreal. And, and I, and I'm so thankful for them, all of them. Yeah. And, and I'm sure they feel that. See, that's the other piece of it. It's like your gratitude and gratefulness for your team is definitely felt like that's an energy, right? So you're bringing that energy of gratitude to them and they feel it. And so then they respond with their job performance. So it's like, it seems sort of like, I appreciate them because they work hard, but they work hard because you appreciate them. So, you know, I think that that's, you know, huge because I think a lot of times it's not looked at that way. You know, we've been um, conditioned to believe that if we hustle and grind, Mm -hmm. then somebody will appreciate us for it. But like, if you are already appreciated just for like showing up, then you're going to want to like work really hard. And, you know, it's like, it's a chicken or egg kind of scenario, (laughs) but I really think like people work harder when they feel valued and appreciated and, you know, kind of feel like they're, um, working toward a greater purpose. So I think that, you know, I think that that energy of just being grateful for the people who are working for you um, is felt by them, I'm sure. And that's why they work hard. Uh, Absolutely. And I think the same goes for, I don't think, I know the same goes for um, clients and candidates who appreciate us. So, you know, we're working so hard to um, fill these open positions with my clients and, um, and work hard to represent, you know, candidates in the best way that we can. And so when they appreciate us and they show us the appreciation, it, it just, you get it back tenfold. So what you put out into the universe, and I know you believe in this too. Yes, I do. Universe, good or bad comes back to you tenfold. Um, that's what karma is all about. Right. And so we, you know, when I, when I talked to a client and this actually was a true story, I was, um, I, a client had reached out to me after I had already, um, lost my job. And I was like, you know, unfortunately I'm not, um, I'm not doing this anymore. And his response was, are you kidding me? That's like taking Tom Brady out of football. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my head was like, I'm not a big sports person. I know who Tom Brady is, of course, but my head was like exploding. I was like, what? This is crazy. I've never had someone have so much confidence in me like that. Um, And so, 
it's because of that, that I'm continuing to do what I'm doing. You know, as much as I appreciate my team, it feels so nice that our clients and our candidates are appreciating, appreciating us just as hard because, you know, it's just, it's just such a good environment. It's just a good feel, you know, like when we're all, we're all happy, we're all vibing, we're all, you know, we have a, a great, great environment. And I think that yeah. plays a huge part. Well, and, and I think <laughs> this is probably where like my listenership will, will shift a little bit, but I do think, and, and I'm going to explain myself, but I think like bringing some feminine energy into the picture probably plays a huge role. And, and before like my male subscribers, like hit me up in my DMs to tell me they're upset with me. We all have feminine and masculine energy, right? So like, you know, the masculine energy is like the hustle and grind and like, you know, working really hard. Um, and the feminine energy is more of like the trust and surrender and flow and knowing that like what you put out comes back into you, right? So we all have the capacity to hold both masculine and feminine energy. And it doesn't, mean you you're uh, like men have men tend to have more masculine energy and women tend to have more feminine energy but we all have both right so it's like sort of bringing out more of that trust and surrender and flow yeah. into the equation and I think that there's something to be said for like the shift that I feel like is happening collectively in the world right now that like we need more of that balance we need more like that's why when we only have masculine energy people get burnt out and they like end up hating their jobs and they're not appreciative and they're not grateful because they feel miserable because they're working so hard so it's more like balancing the two and having more of that feminine energy to say like you know we can sort of trust that things will work out in our you know, for our highest good and the good of all around us. And we can sort of know that, like, and let me ask you, like, how important is like rest and um, like making sure that you're doing all the things that, that fill your soul up? Like, I know, like you have dogs, like you go outside with your, you get outside with your dogs, you go out in nature, like all of those ways to sort of like regroup and recalibrate before you then go back to like the work. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, my brother always says, and it's so true. Um, and it's not something he invented, but he says it all the time, um, that you can't be too busy creating a life that you forget to live your life. And Mm. it's true. And as much as what I do is so important to me and really fills my soul and, um, and makes me feel like I have a purpose. Um, my life is just as important to me, if not more, um, because I'm so close with my family. You know, I have a fiance, I have two German shepherds that take up a lot of time. I have nieces that, you know, I'm constantly with and um, going to school events and their sports and, you know, everything. Um, and so it's so important for me to really stop pull myself away and make time for what I feel is important because work will always be there. Um, If I take a week off because I had COVID or I had the flu or I had just a me week, um, it's going to be there when I return the following week. Um, But it's really important that 
we spend time appreciating the people in our life that are so supportive, regardless of what we're doing, and and make time for our family, our grandparents, our parents, our siblings, our nieces, our spouses, because you can blink your eye, blink your eyes, and that can all be gone. Mm. And so it's it's really important that you have that that balance, right? And not be scared to take a vacation, you know, not be scared to, um, you know, take a me day to, to do what you need to do, because that work will be there waiting for you. Um, but maybe someone really close to you won't be for mm. whatever reason. And mm. so I, I definitely take time to um, be present. And, and I think that that's really important because my clients, my candidates, my team, they all see that I'm taking time to be present with my family. And so that's important to them as well. And so mm. they're taking time to be with theirs. And I, I think it adds this human touch to you where you're just mm. not this robot that works 24 seven. Um, you know, family is and always will be um, the most important thing to me. And I so think that like that helps you to show up better yeah. when you are like filling your cup and, and you know, people, this isn't new information, right? Like you said, like your brother didn't like coin that phrase, but right. people need to be constantly reminded because we are so conditioned to like believe, oh, if I get, if I take a day off, that means like my work will suffer. Or if I take this time out for me, you know, what should I be doing instead? This whole like question of productivity, but it's like, people need to be constantly, constantly make an effort and be reminded that no, 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 no. Like you will be more productive if you fill your cup. And it, even though it seems like, yes, there are only 24 hours in a day and work takes a certain amount of time. Like we're, I think that that's all another gift of, of what happened with COVID is that people realize well, I can show up as a better version of myself when I'm not, uh, like on a hundred percent of the time, or I'm not trying to do all of these things without first, like putting my oxygen mask on. So I think that, that knowing that that is so vital too, and also like, maybe it wouldn't feel like such a purpose and a passion if you were letting all these other areas of your life slide or like not like being there for your family, which I know is like, your family is the best, like just from an outsider's perspective, like how you guys show up for one another is like just really amazing. And I think it's, it's just really like beautiful to bear witness to because you guys really like, that's something I admire about your family, but it's like, without that, you know, without that purpose too, like, I'm not sure you'd feel as much of a passion and purpose for the work that you do because you are just so well-rounded in living, living your purpose in all the areas of your life, not just one. So I think that's so important that like, we're going to have these different buckets, right. Of purpose. And we have to kind of like attend to all of them because, um, they all serve or, you know, they all have a role. And I think that that's what makes us like dynamic people, right? Like humans having the full human experience. It's not just about like how you show up in one area. It's how you show up in all the areas. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent. You have to be yeah. well-rounded. You can't be a hundred percent 
you know, um, working all the time and not making time for anybody else, but you also can't be a little bit too laxed and, and, you know, having fun and not focusing on your work. So it, it definitely helps to be well-rounded for sure. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much, first of all, for your like bravery and in going after. And I think there's a certain amount of like trust and surrender that things will work out for you, right? Like just knowing that I'm going to do this thing and no matter what, it'll work out. Even if it doesn't, like you said, it'll be a lesson. And if it does, it will be amazing. Right. So I I think that that's, I just want to congratulate you on all your successes and I can't wait to watch you continue to grow. Um, If people want to learn more about the work that you do, um, where can they find you? If they need a job, (laughs) I know that you're very, um, specialized, but tell us just a little bit about the company and where we can learn more about what's happening there. Yeah. So, um, we are very specialized. We focus in on engineering. So that being software, hardware, mechanical, and test. Uh, and we also focus in on life sciences and technology, which is quality, regulatory, validation, and clinical. Um, that may be just a bunch of mumbo jumbo to most people, but the people (laughs) in the field are going to understand. Um, and so, we also focus in on um, mid to senior level talent. So um, unfortunately, not people right out of college, but people with, you know, um, five plus years experience all the way up to 35 plus years. So um, yeah, you can find us at www.aristaffing.com. You can also find me on every social media platform. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. Um, Ashley Iteraldi. So um, I know it's a tough name, but I know you'll you'll post my name, Kristen, and I will with that spelling. <laughs> I will. Such awesome. a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me, and um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and I enjoyed our time. What an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it, I would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description. I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon.